Right now, we are joined by a Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston. He has covered that team since 1997. He is the co-host of the Patriots Talk podcast. He is the co-author with Julian Edelman of Relentless, a memoir. He joins us via Zoom. He is Tom Curran. Tom, my dude, what is going on? How you feeling, dude? Buddy, I'm all right, and I am so sorry to be a little bit tardy on you here. I, you know, it's the phone, it's the updates. I'm like, ah, Jim's waiting. Dude, I'll tell you what, there are much more important people than me waiting on you, so it's not a problem at all, Tom. I appreciate you, and I appreciate any time we can get. Listen, you started covering that team pre-Belichick. You've been covering that team since pre-Belichick, so there's nothing you have not seen. That said, was that loss to the Colts in Germany about the ugliest Patriots game you've ever seen? It's in there. It's definitely in there, and it's in there in the last two years because that's when the onslaught of worst wins, or excuse me, worst games has come because we could actually choose between that one. We could choose from the 34 to nothing loss to the Saints at home, last week's loss to the Commanders at home, the Raiders loss last year. There is a litany of games that you would say over the last 15 months was rock bottom. And I think as a result, Jim, the inevitability of a change is coming clear. All right, so we could talk about a few of the changes. Tom Curran joining us. The inevitability of a few changes. Why don't we start first at quarterback. Mac Jones benched after that horrible pick near the goal line late against the Colts. I mean, a change is one thing, but is he already done in New England? Yeah, I think he is. You know, indications I've gotten and just in observations and being around the team this long, the fan base has turned on him. I think that he's lost a, a significant portion of the locker room and coaching staff as well. Not that they think that he's a horrendous player and not that they think that he's been nurtured and brought along very well over the last 17 months. I mean, Bill Belichick at the beginning of the 22 season, Jim talked about the dramatic improvement that Mac had made in that off season prior to working with Matt Patricia and Joe judge talked about how good he was as a rookie and how much better he expected him to be. And now 17 months later, He's the worst starting quarterback in the NFL as the frontline guy. And the Patriots also have a room of guys that nobody else in the league would employ between Will Greer and Bailey Zappi, who were both waived and nobody wanted them. So, But with Mac Jones, a change will do him good. I think that the Patriots have to make the change because the water is too muddy and bloody here to keep him on. He will stay on, I'm quite sure, through this season – He's still on his rookie contract next year. Do you want him as the bridge guy, or do you want to kind of jettison him and his sad face if indeed he ends up being a backup to Drake May or Caleb Williams or whoever the Patriots pluck as a veteran? That remains to be seen. Only Tom Curran could say, do you want to jettison him and his sad face? But then in his defense, Tom, you can imagine why his face was sad after Bill O'Brien was up in it, screaming him down. I mean, if my man wasn't already broken, Tom, he certainly was by the time O'Brien was done with him. And it's funny because I think it was, uh, I think it might have been Dion Branch or one former Patriot said, that's Bill at about a three, nothing to see there. So imagine what it's been like in practices. But that play really, what caused Bill to go teapot, which is his nickname, is the Patriots were in a third and two at the 15-yard line of the Colts, and they had Demario Douglas, their only decent receiver, crossing at the linebacker level wide open. And for whatever reason, Mac didn't throw the ball. That was the first pass attempt, I believe, of the entire drive. So he said, here, just throw this five-yard throw. And his brain locked, and he didn't throw it. And then he ended up flipping it sideways to Ramondre Stevenson. It could have been a pick six, and it's just – 
the Alabama Mac in 2021 Mac is gone, somebody else might be able to find him. But I think he's gone in terms of with the New England Patriots recouping it. I think that's a great point. I think that guy is gone. I think that guy's gone and he's not coming back, at least not there. Tom Curran joining us. So, Tom, when you talk about inevitable change, there's that. What about the obvious question, Bill Belichick? Like, where is Bob mm-hmm. Kraft's head at? Would, would he fire Belichick? Would he fire him in season? Take a, take a moment and just kind of lay this out for us. How do you see it playing out? Uh, mutual parting of the ways at the end of the season will be the most likely scenario. I think that the Kraft family would understand and I that firing Bill Belichick in season as opposed to Bill Belichick stepping down is something you just are not going to be able to do. That will become a national news story, Jim. Not just a sports story, not just a national sports story. It will be a national news story because this team has been what it's been for more than two decades, and it has transcended sports to be involved in culture, be involved in look, Bill's friends with Trump. It's, it's involved in politics, involved in so much. The Patriots were and are that. So there is a level of dignity, and I spoke about this with a host the other day, that, that you don't really have to extend, sadly, to a Matt Eberflus or a Josh McDaniels or a, a Rich Kotite. You know, it's, it's Bill. He's the greatest coach in NFL history. He might be the greatest coach in American professional sports history. This is a dynasty that stands with the Canadians, the 50s Yankees, and the 60s, 50s Celtics as the four greatest franchises. And that's Bill Polian telling me that last week. A longtime rival. That's it. That's those four. So you don't fire him when he's holding the drumstick in two weeks and say, yeah, you're done. Sorry. Yeah, now Tom Curran joining us, I agree with you. I would never advocate for that. You don't, you're right. There are certain guys that deserve better than that. It is a results-oriented business, but we're talking about arguably the GOAT. We're talking about a dynasty. You don't do it in season, but at the same time, that doesn't mean he can stay around and do what he wants as long as he wants to get that record either. So I don't see that happening. So is he going to get what he wants? For instance, if they have a mutual parting of the ways, Tom, obviously Belichick, wouldn't you think, is going to want to go someplace else and have that same kind of autonomy, that same kind of authority, that same kind of power. Is that still going to be important to him, and will somebody give that to him? I think it would be important to him. Will someone give that to him with each passing week? I think teams are going to look at Bill and say, do we really want him? I understand the name. I understand the history. But when you look at the recent history from 2019, moving away from the greatest quarterback of all time, who seemed to have a little bit left in the tank, and then breaking Mac Jones and hiring a defensive coordinator to run your offense to the receiver and depth situations that they have on offense right now, the offensive line situations, the draft history, the free agent history. They set a record in 2021 for money spent and have gotten very little bang for the buck aside from Matt Judon and Hunter Henry. That... um that is not appealing. I don't know how many asses it puts in the seats, to be quite honest. This is a young, novel-thinking, forward-thinking league, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And the Patriots are out here like a, you know, using a rototiller every week, and it's not working. <laughs> Tom Curran joining us. So, Tom, let me ask you this. If, in fact, there is a mutual parting in the ways at the end of the season, is the coach in waiting, Gerard Mayo, is he there? Is that just assumed? Or is Mike Vrabel a possibility? Who's the next coach? If I were a betting man, I'd put an awful lot of money on Gerard Mayo being the successor to Bill. They have, the Crafts made an announcement that they were renegotiating Mayo's contract when it expired last year. Robert Kraft, and that has never been done with an assistant coach prior. Robert Kraft, you know, less than two weeks later, talked at the owners' meetings about how much he wants Gerard Mayo to stay here for a long time. Gerard wants to be a head coach. It's the Crafts' intention to keep Gerard here. 
ipso facto. I don't even know if that's the right Latin. He's probably going to be your next head coach. What will fascinate me is whether or not Bill O'Brien, who the Patriots brought in in the offseason, remains as, call it the vice president in charge of offense, as a 50-something guy to Gerard's 36, lending the expertise that you need that he gleaned in Houston, that he gleaned in building the Penn State program back in the, after the Joe Paterno saga. Um, he's an asset. So Mayo and, and O'Brien, I think, would be the most likely candidates to continue on here. Of course, you wonder too, Jim, is, you know, does the whole system need a rewrite? Not just a reboot, a rewrite of the whole system because of where it is. And I think that the 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 crafts would prefer to keep the lineage somewhat intact. I think that's really interesting. I think that is a really interesting point. Do you need an entire rewrite or not? And before you go, Tom, one thought about Belichick, this notion that there could be a mutual parting of the ways. A couple of weeks back, was there not a report that he had signed a multi-year deal before the start of the season? I mean, can you set the record straight on that? Exactly how did that contract read? Happily. Um, Ian Rappaport from NFL Media, who breaks an awful lot of news, reported a couple weeks ago the Patriots had signed him to a new multi-year contract, and he added in that locking him up long-term. Within the hour, I was able to ascertain that that multi-year contract was really just going through next year. So Bill was a free agent at the end of 2022. This was a new two-year deal. And Ian acknowledged that yesterday on NFL Media, saying that Bill's contract does go through 2024. So there was not a long extension given, nor something that's going to lock him up long-term. It goes through next year. So at the end of this year, there's one year left on Bill's contract. And the Patriots, I think, would be in a position where they figure out whether or not they want to try and trade Bill, fire Bill, mutual parting of the ways, somehow get it to end with dignity so Bill can come back for the Patriots Hall of Fame, and we can all go to Canton and go, yay, as we all should after 23 years of excellence or 20 years of excellence. Tom, let me ask you something. I, I think you, you're you so interesting to me because you've done this for so long and you're so credible, but you've also seen the landscape of what you and I do change. You do a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, you, you're on various platforms talking about the Patriots. I'm really curious. How did you treat that viral video of somebody, somebody coming out of some building one morning doing a walk of shame? Did you dignify that and talk about that or did you ignore that altogether? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that we need to maintain because we are a beat, a local beat. The Patriots are our beat and we are there as news gatherers as well. We're giving opinions left and right, but we didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. I don't know if we even rewrote it from our desk. I doubt that we did because I don't think that it's germane to the Patriots wins and losses. If it's from the summer and Bill shirtless on somebody's front porch, how does that advance anything? It's out there. It's going to be in the local landscape. People will know about it, but I don't think that we want to be in the business of damaging the relationship for further clicks. just to say, ha ha, look at Bill. He's not in great shape, but in good shape. There's no upside to it for us, um, or at least for me as a as a reporter. I guess that's the way to look at it, Jim. It, My relationship it. with them is such that. Yeah, sorry, bud. No, 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 Go no. Good. Finish, finish. I, I was going to. I was going to say that's why I asked you the question. But finish that thought. Your relationship with them is such that you want to be able to, as this season, kicking a guy when he's down. So 
enough. I want to add to that point because I don't want somebody listening or watching. Well, you know, that they're going to do what they do anyway. But that's not to say that you're sucking up to the team because you're an employee of the team. Tom Curran's tough as hell and will ask the tough questions and write the tough column and do the tough analysis. But there is a line is what you're saying. And I get that. I understand that. Yeah, that's it's cheap, cheap shot stuff. It's just not necessary. And people can see it someplace else. Tom Curran, he is a Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston. He's covered that team since 1997. I consider him a very good friend personally and of the program. My man, great to have you back, Tom. Really appreciate you. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, as always, Jim. One of my favorites, Tom Curran. Love him. I've always loved him. Does a great job. All right. So the big takeaway from that, there's a number, but big takeaway, he said, I think that at the end of the year, there will be a mutual parting of the ways between Belichick and the Patriots that certain people deserve a certain way to leave. Not everybody, but a guy like that, there has to be a certain dignity involved.